Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Jason from Frozen Carbonite, and this week I'm joined by Patrick Congago and Mike Munzenreiter. This week we're talking about the latest solo part out of the Philadelphia cohort of Let's Technicians, a Kevin Bill U part for DGK Skateboards. But first, the new full-length Nike SB video, Constant. In the dystopian hellscape in which we live, skating is one of the few constants. This is the thesis of Nike SB's new 30-minute production, Featuring sections from the UK, Australia, and a street Grant Taylor part. Patrick, how does his latest Nike production compare to their other recent offering? Uh, to keep it funky, not good. I think that there's something is something is a little bit off with Nike. Um, there's been controversy at Nike headquarters, uh, mostly around the whole reseller gate, and also allegedly. We can't get an act- any actual confirmation of this because, hey, what is skateboarding media? that there's been a lot of folks who have been let go. Uh, folks have been either kicked off the team or have been laid off. And so there's been a lot of uh, a lot of turmoil within the organization. And frankly, this video feels almost like an unfinished dessert. You figured, oh, this is going to be really awesome. And how badly could they screw up, uh, you know, some cake? And it turns out you can actually screw it up pretty badly. First off, the music selection was all over the place. And I don't mean that in a good way. I really get the feeling that the soundtrack was done by somebody who actually doesn't enjoy music. And, you know, I'm convinced of this, first of all, because why would you use, why would you use the Brothers Johnson cover of Strawberry Letter 23 when the original by Shuggy Otis is so much better, right? Okay. This, this is not a knock on Brothers Johnson, but Shuggy Otis, uh, that's his joint. Produced by Yeah, we need, we need a ruling on this. Is, is it okay? Everyone knows the 401 rule, right? We yep. need a new rule. Like, is it is it okay to skate to a cover of a song that was already skated to? It's a close enough cover where, like, it's not like even a new spin on the original. Yeah, you know? it's a pretty uh, straightforward cover produced by Quincy. Like, Jones. like I didn't immediately realize it wasn't what Kenny reads the Shuggy Otis version. So in this case, I'm saying thumbs down. Yeah, I'm gonna say thumbs down as well. Only because it was such an iconic part. Yeah. Probably probably Kenny Reed's signature part. And he's been a pretty big figure in the culture, like, moving forward, you know, to this day. Everyone else, you know, his footage still lives on, on the gram. So, yeah, I'm going to say no in this particular case. Got to take it case by case. Case by case basis. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're not the Supreme Court. We're not making a, a final <laughs> judgment here. <laughs> this is the people's court. We're like an appellate. Court. Exactly. I mean, there's, there's, we're in the middle. We're in the middle. <laughs> Tainted by corruption? Uh, not so much. But I like it. But back to back to the video. Um, soundtrack is everything, and especially in a video with this many heavy hitters, you should be and with a company that can afford to clear the music, it should be good. And I'm sorry, I'm so tired of big boring quote-unquote indie rock in skate videos like music like it's the kind of music like it's it's the music by guys who love the national and um explosions in the sky like just like drink beer and watch football nobody told you to pick up a telecaster stop doing this (laughs) it's bad like it's really 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 bad and it's so bad that like it actually undermines certain skaters or when there's actually good soundtracking like for example uh, Grant Taylor skating to Bob Seger, like you feel like yes. I had to sit through all of that to get to this, and this works so well. And yeah, it's it's really all over the place. And um, before I pass the mic, I got to make this two points. Um, number one, the England section was a huge redeemer. I think like that, honestly, that skating saved the video. And yo, I cannot believe a skate video made Southern California look that bad. That is embarrassing. Right. There's so, much, there's so much good skating in L.A. And you basically like this Nike video took us back to like the crew jeans era. And then the second point is this. And uh, it's a little bit of a hotter take. So like line your stomach with some soy milk or uh, a little half and half or something for this. I'm getting the sense that being on Nike might actually end up being a liability for certain skaters. Because if this is the place where your skating is mostly being showcased, and if they're the ones mm-hmm. paying for the trips and they're putting you in their videos, like it might be undermining your ability to shine. Like I think of somebody like Sean Malto, right? 
And I'm starting to liken him to say like a Arsenal player, Thomas Partey, who is a Ghanaian international, plays for Arsenal at the club level. And his coach for the Ghana you know, national team said, hey, do not go to Arsenal. Like, I want you playing Champions League football. And of course, he ended up ignoring the guy because you go where the money is and you go where you, you think you can actually have a shot to do something. Or you just say, whatever, coach, I don't care. Arsenal's paying me better. It's, I get the feeling like there's not enough good stuff coming out from Crail Tap, even though they're in a maybe renaissance. I feel like his skating, his rebirth, his recovery from injury, the fact that he's skating so well, the fact that this skating was keep a funky wasted on this Nike video is, I think, becoming uh, detrimental. And I think that's going to be happening for quite a few of these other folks. And I think as much as it sucks that people got let go from Nike in the last couple of weeks, months, the last year, um, I think especially those folks who moved on to like a Vans or an Adidas are in a much, much better place because their skating is not being bogged down in this. Mike, <laughs> I know that's a lot, but what's your two cents, my guy? Wait, wait, real quick, Patrick, whom were you referring to earlier when you, when you said they were coming back from injury and there? Oh, Sean Malton. Being... Oh, okay, right, right, right. Yeah, like he, he's like, he's been like hurt back and forth, blah, blah, but like he's skating well, he looks healthy, and it's like, this should be in a like this should be in a girl video or in a solo joint. This should not be in a Nike video with terrible music that just like came out because they thought it was a good idea. So Patrick, you gave us a ton of stuff to chew on, and I'll try to hit some points. On Malto, definitely agree. Like super rad. Like a I don't want to say above grade Malto because I'm I'm a big fan pretty much all the time. Definitely watched it like pre session with some buddies and. Everybody was like, whoa, Malto, Malto's popping off. And I think it's unfair to mix him in with Carlos Cibiero. You're distracted by the, the song, the Suge Otis that Kenny Reed skated to. And yeah, I do agree. Um, in general, I think, yeah, you're completely right. that like The video was pretty lukewarm in that it's scattered. Um, I think think someone had it in the notes that like we still don't like the lack of titles and i think a part of that is that like not having titles you lose like a feeling for the video you lose a look you lose just like a little bit of grounding where you end up not knowing it, like like you lose the grounding i think i'll leave it at that it's literal like signposts it, it's like okay this is this video because it's got these titles um and then I'll shut up. But yeah, I do agree that like Southern California, they uh, there was something wrong with the footage. I don't know if it was like all washed out or blown out or like the settings were wrong. But yeah, it was too sunny. It was too flat. And um, who I think Noah Johnson said it was like oppressively Southern California. And uh, if this has been edited differently, sequenced differently and had better music supervision, this would have been an incredible start of the summer video. Instead, it's like this joint's going to be on in a skate shop. And if you're in a part of the country where like we're coming into post-pandemic times, like you're not going to be chilling in the shop watching this. You're going to be out there in the wild doing things. So I yeah, like it that you're literally asking for a different video. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give me <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and I'm 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 being harsh because it's coming from a place of love, Jason. Well, well, here's here's the deal. I was reading the uh, interview in the new Thrasher with Grant Taylor, and basically he said that the video came about when he moved to L.A. It was the start of the quarantine time. Like, the streets were basically empty. So he was kind of like, hey, let's, uh, let's go out and film some shit, like, in my neighborhood, you know, blah, 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 a bunch of spots in L.A. that hadn't been hit before. So I guess, you know, with this, this guy, Ant Travis Filmer, kind of turn into a part and i guess they kind of started to decide to make it you know the big video for the summer throw in you know a little australia section little uk section which i agree was fucked up good like corin gale who we're a yeah. fan of on this podcast fucking leveled big up big time he was good as shit before but he leveled up see but jason like you just brought up a, an excellent point there so if this was started, because I just got that issue of thrasher and i haven't finished it yet because i don't yeah, know yeah. why my magazines keep coming at the end of the month if this is supposed to be a retrospective on what was arguably the most messed up year that many of us have ever lived through, it should have been far more epic with better music and a little bit more feeling. And then to the point about the titles, yeah, here's, I agree. 
Here's the other thing. There's a good bunch of women in the middle of this video. And think about this from the viewer's perspective. You know, if you want to know, I was like, yo, she's really, really good. What's her name? I want to skate like her. I want to find out more about this person. And there's no titles. And like, this is not like a video that always comes to mind is 1995 or 94, 95 is the dreams of children, which is basically a prequel to Transworld's Uno. But at the time, you knew who everybody in skateboarding was. There's so many skate, more skaters now, so many more sponsored skaters and so much more skate content. The title would have killed somebody to sit down and do some titles for this. Because, yeah, that is not only not only sucks for, you know, it not only sucks for people who really want to zero in and learn more about these skaters makes you feel kind of like this is just content. I don't know, Mike, am I being too harsh? Wait, real quick, before I pass it to Mike. Yeah, like you were saying about the section uh, with the women, kind of in the middle. I've seen this in other videos, and yeah, this trend has got to go, like giving the women their little section. Like, it's not an orthodox synagogue. You don't have to put them in their little section. You can, you know what I mean? You can put them in a montage with everyone else, you know? Oh my God, facts. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Make it make sense. But yeah, I wholly agree with that. Yeah, whatever progress has been made, there's more to be done. Um, shoot, Patrick, I just blanked on on the question. Oh, just in terms of the question of titles, like even from a sports marketing perspective, it just doesn't make sense to me to leave the stuff out. Titles, name titles, or just anything. I, I don't think I um have as harsh maybe feelings as you do patrick but i do feel like it seemed unfinished it seemed half baked in that you know it 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 just there wasn't it wasn't a cohesive thing by any means though the seeger song ripped carlos ibiero's insane there was there there were high points but as as an overall thing like am i gonna rewatch it in this uh market of skateboard content probably not no definitely not like and it goes back to that first Nike video, Nothing But The Truth, right? That was their first joint? Yes, yep. correct. Okay, that video was overly long and forgettable. And you got to think about this. Nike is best when they are either sending people on trips or, you know, they're funding things or they're doing like brief little edits that are around a certain shoe release or they're doing little collabs. But there's something about these. This should not be that hard. And I was thinking about this a lot while watching the video. And I was thinking about the whole saga around the re-release of the Nike Cortez. So that campaign, which was led by an ad agency up in Portland called The Program, and it featured Bella Hadid. Uh, shout out to Bella, though, um, as the face of this campaign. Like the joint bombed. It was basically trying to rebrand the Nike Cortez as the Air Force One of the West Coast, specifically Southern California. It's a shoe that's highly favored, uh, whether you're white, black, uh, Hispanic, you know, like it is like a shoe. Like while some people like to think that it's just like a hood thing, now it's like a, it's a SoCal thing, but it's just a shoe that was there for availability and looks cool. It looks good with a lot of things. All right, maybe. But um, honestly, the culture didn't bite it. And like it went over, like the campaign went over like a lead balloon. And instead influencers, all wearing cooked Air Force Ones, or they're still wearing Adidas Superstars or Stan Smiths. And it feels kind of like something is not connecting to the grassroots. And that's why I bring up that Cortez campaign. That should have been a very, very easy lift. And I think part of it might be, I think part of it is like a, is a, is a, is a diversity issue, you know? Like if you do not have black and brown faces in the room, right? as well as like the Groms and like people who are in actually like for real, for real in these cultures that you're supposed to be working with, it's always going to come off as it's like, well, we're going to do this campaign for this sneaker. And it's like, I hate to be cliche, but it comes off as like high key corporate. And like, it's very, very transparent that it's very, very transparent um, why this didn't work. And like, uh, that's a detriment of like, uh, like a Dan Vanderlyn or a Mason Silva, or like a Donovan Piscopo, like really, really great skaters who we love seeing videos, who we should see more often. And never mind that, like Noe Shad, like we had like one trick from, um, uh, who's a Portuguese homeboy from uh, Long Island, uh, Antonio Durao, like damn son. Right. This shouldn't have, this, this was, you know, they failed to understand the assignment. I feel like a very frustrated like middle school headmaster right now. Yeah, along those lines, Dan Dan's footage was fucking amazing. This guy, 
I mean, Julian, whoever's in charge over there, knows how to pick them because this kid turned into some type of like Jedi level mm-hmm. skate savant, like can skate anything anyway, kind of mm-hmm. like like a Wes Kramer or a Julian in his prime, kind of like you tech lead shit, bowl, like oververt, any type of shit. That was uh yeah, that was pretty gnarly. Also, the Australia section was pretty rad too. That that could have used some titles because those those kids kind of all look the same. But like you mentioned right. on this podcast, that recent like Nike Australia edit fucking ripped. You know what I mean? So Compare why didn't they this. do that again? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was the editing or the music. Like in this in this day and age, I don't really care about music because of licensing or whatever. But yeah, it's like this is that kind of shit that services again and again. The kind of non-just rock that no one really like. You can't really imagine anyone listening to or vibing out to or whatever. Nope. Yeah. Hell no. You know, and there's ton and there's tons of dope artists out there that would probably fucking kill to have their song in a Nike production. You know, I think what it comes down to is it seemed like it just seemed rushed or half baked or like, oh shit, we have a really rad amount of footage of Grant Taylor and some good Carlos stuff. Like, all right, let's put out a video, and it's kind of like you know, all right. Nike skaters of the world, let's get your footy. And that's what they came up with. <laughs> or like, you know, month and a half. Oh shit, we got this video that we can make. Y'all got a month and a half from your stuff. And that's what came in. Just something haphazard about it. I don't know. It it's it's funky that Nike, the biggest uh, I I mean, I, I assume the biggest, you know, sporting goods manufacturer, or at least shoemaker in the world, came up with this kind of like half-assed video. That has a ton of good skating. It just doesn't work that well. I mean, what do you expect? Uh, you know, they have. You know, if you if you can spend all this money and completely blow it on a campaign for one of your legacy sneakers, you're definitely going to screw up on something with skateboarding. And it just it feels. Here's the thing: the team is also massive, and they probably should have either trickled this out, trickled out this release into a bunch of like small parts that felt a little bit more curated a little bit more homey i'm not really sure what way you want to put it um just something that would feel something a little bit more digestible and and it's wild to think that this at 30 minutes this video still feels way too long yeah and maybe you know you mentioned i shot maybe he'll have some, i would venture to guess that when his new shoe comes out he'll have a little something for us you know that's something to look forward to I've been seeing some rumblings about that what do you do? Like, what do you do as a team manager? What do you do as somebody who's the representative at Nike Skateboarding? Where you know you like, where skateboarding does not have the attention span to be able to keep track of all these people who are on Nike. The fact that nobody, you know, since we started recording, has even mentioned Oski, that's a problem. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot that kid. Yeah, that kid ripped that. That kid. You know, you know how Temple and I feel about Bullfish, but that kid is one of the few people that I would enjoy a part of just bowl skating because he skates it like a fucking uh, like four foot backyard mini ramp. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. like him, like imagine, imagine, okay, for example, something I would pitch to Nike, like small, easy lifts that people can, you know, just like really just like throw on their phone or whatever when they're out. It'd be like Oski and Grant Taylor skating bowl skating. Yeah. Set to, Are I don't you- know, Bob Seger, Slayer, <laughs> you know, early Metallica. Who gives a shit? Like Bongo drums. Yo, I mean, yeah, or like some, yeah, some spiritual jazz, for example. Like, but instead of doing spiritual that, jazz. yeah, like some, yo, know, like some Sun Ra or something like that, it would, trust me, it would work. But like a four minute joint like that, that fits on Instagram, that's on YouTube, it's a little longer than uh, what Twitter will allow you to post, but it's like something that can live on social. Like this whole, like, because th- this didn't work because they, they, they failed to try to make a retrospective out of a pandemic year. And so instead, they made a half-hour video that's just going to get lost. And like, come on, dog! And a year, and a year where people are going to be like getting back into, if they weren't already hanging out with the homies, heavy. Yeah, we've talked about videos that did evoke the pandemic year one way or another. You know, um, Alexis's joint from maybe time has no meaning. So I don't know if it was last summer or what. There was the the Chicago deep dish video that was like empty city. You know, maybe maybe we just got to evaluate these Nike flicks as they are, which is just kind of corporate entertainment or something. 
which is such a drag because Nike's so well known for having, you know, corporate as it might be, or, you know, evil corpo as you might want to call it. Like they have super good ads that are at least memorable, if not other things. It's, it's, it's funny. Uh, I don't want to forget, Jason, you wrote down, I think your note was like Costin skating curbs. Okay. Um, yeah, I just put like Costin question mark. That uh, I was going to say that one bank to ledge spot he skates. I need yeah. to find out where that shit is because that's like the mellowest, like old man bank to ledge spot. Wait, is it? I've it, ever seen. Is it? Um, it's next to a tennis court? Something yep. like that, yeah. Oh, dude, I was there last weekend. <laughs> it's right off so, of. Um, it's no right, shit, huh? Yeah, it was right off of the, the 110. It's right off the 110 North. Uh, freeway and i want to say it's like the edge of edge of highland park um yeah yeah dude like it's a super mellow spot it's awesome also just like if you want to get like a little bit of tennis in or a little tennis court skating you could do that you could do that but yeah it's a very fun spot it's harder to skate than it looks but shout out to costin skating curbs i can get by and like i still like there's something tragic about him doing dork tricks in 2021 but you know, I'm not going to get mad. Like, he got bills to pay, and, you know, he's a husband and father. And What I does can't... a kid who started skating seven years ago think of Eric Costin? Nothing. Like, how can they even place him? I don't know. There's just something like like the, yeah, I'm not going to rant about Costin. <laughs> no, but, the, like, it's not like Costin is out here, like, trying to break, you know, break himself off and trying to be all things to all people. He had his window. He was amazing, you know, and now... He's a dad, you know, a husband and a dad who's a pro skater and does other things and has his money in a bunch of different places. He's grown up. Hopefully, so have we. Still skating curbs. Came up skating curbs and yeah, skating ashes, curbs again. Ashes to circle, ashes. Circle of life. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the Sphinx's riddle for Oedipus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, how did that go? Most of life on two ends life on three. It's a man. human being. Yep. <laughs> that's a good one though man <laughs> i don't know like i mean like back to that original question though am, am i being too harsh i don't think i mean <laughs> maybe in like skateboarding old man skate fan podcast realm but no it, it was kind of like this is it this is the nike skateboarding video that we get that has great skating in it but the packaging is pretty lame and forgettable yeah yeah i mean look it is what it is it's a corporate skate video it's not gonna have the same vibe as you know a homie video or even a board company video you know what i mean so yeah. it is what it is it's some great footage like street grant is cool to see because like friends of mine like they've been around him skating and pretty much the consensus is that what you see in videos is like 20 percent of what he does in person like one of the in-person guys so yeah just having street grant documented is pretty tight i mean i mean to keep it funky like now that i really think about it i almost feel like i would i would rather watch like a new plan b video than this. i'm a forever fan of the polar video we blew it at some point like in terms of vibe and then also like the technical side of make of how that skate video is put together like it's just incredible sound mixing and i don't know the 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 video, the video is perfect for watching over the internet. You know, just I don't know any of the technical stuff, the the color correction, all that. And I, I, I probably just have to get get in my mind that that's like you know kind of a pinnacle of modern skateboarding, at least for me. And that comparing other videos or expecting other videos to be on that level, you know, appropriately speaking, probably just isn't fair. Like I think Jason's right; it is what it is. Yeah, but then I, I would ask this follow-up question. Do y'all think that being on Nike is potentially detrimental to a young pro's career? Oh, yeah. A little bit. Might get uh, lost in the sauce a yeah. little bit. Especially, I was thinking about this before. If I was one of those Australian kids and it was my first time in a big-time video, I would kind of want my name to be up there. You know what I mean? Like, we we follow people who follow skate media know, like, the Nike Australia flow team or whatever. You know what I mean? We can kind of figure it out. If you don't know who someone is, like you're like your Ben Laurie or whatever, we can kind of figure it out based on the credits. But you know what I mean? You can't see like a young ripper getting uh, lost in the sauce a little bit. Yeah. Such a big squad. Agreed. 
but you get you get dunks you get all the new dunks so like fuck it that's a good point you but don't, you don't you don't have to enter the raffle <laughs> every week i mean like it, it's it, like it feels kind of like i mean i think that the 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 soccer metaphor is, is apt here i think that there are folks who will not be able to you know they sign on to you know they sign a contract to be on x or y team that is paying them well but is like underperforming in terms of club competitions or even within their own league it's like you're almost like you're wasting your time and on top of that if i'm the coach of that person's national team like the coach of uh, you know the ghanaian coach uh, for the, the coach for the ghanaian national team if i'm looking at one of my best players and he's not staying at atletico madrid he wants to go to arsenal i feel like i want you playing at atletico because they're making it into the champions league and they're playing with the best of the best of the best you are going to be playing at that level i don't want you in arsenal not even making it into europa league and struggling in the premiership you know and extended soccer metaphor like in skateboarding you don't want this person to yeah you'll have footage but who's gonna watch it i think patrick one one day you're gonna have to explain to me the soccer system in Europe with the premiership and the Champions League and relegation and the Europa League and all that stuff. Oh dude, I can do it in under a minute. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We'll put that put that on the back burner. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's very easy. But yeah, like anyway, please go on. Well, to keep the sports metaphors going for the first time since the Iverson years, the Philadelphia 76ers are playing meaningful basketball. In June, in unrelated or maybe semi-related news, Sabotage Crew number one draft pick Kevin Billu dropped a self-titled solo part this week for DGK Skateboard. Mike, you've been known to skate in rolled up cargo pants. How does Billu's skating remind you of that late 90s, early aughts era? Uh, it reminds me of quite a bit because it washes so well. Like, I've been known to maybe question the whole full throwback vibe of the links and the rolled up cargos and the big like drawers tee that's the new drawers tee unexplicably because i've never seen any of that stuff on sale at least where i'm at but no no, it's good because the skating is good and kevin bill you skated to what was effectively an mop song i know it was um DJ Polo and who's the other guy who rides with him? Why am I blanking? Cool G Rap. Thank you. It was a cool G Rap song, but it was effectively Mash Out Posse. So, um, yeah, that part was pretty rad in that it all worked together. He skates well. The clothing, the clothing is the clothing. The shoes are the shoes. The little tiny board. It's on a VX. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed it for the record. Watched it twice. Only watched the Nike video once. Jason, this is really in your wheelhouse. Like, tell us about it. Yeah. Hey, the kid's good, man. You know, like, if you think about it, you start a role-playing game, video game, like Dark Souls or something like that. You create your character and you select and dial up all their uh, all their little attributes, like strength, intelligence, whatever. This would be like a guy you would create to be the perfect photosynthesis era skater. Like, you take winnings, balance you know what i mean up on ledges kalos is how he had so much power doing stuff switch some of the popolardo progressive innovative trick selection and uh yeah there you go i don't know how he, i don't know how he pops the switch frontside flips over cans off flat that's Ooh. crazy to me those cans are giant too yeah, yeah. above knee i bet yeah big tyshawn energy he's good very good very good this was it's kind of stunning if you contrast this part with that entire 30-minute Nike video, like on one hand, it's like there's definitely a bit of a nostalgia tip, but like, especially because I've been feeling homesick for East Coast, like humid East Coast and Mid-Atlantic summers, carpenter jeans, bikers doing wheelies in the middle of the street, like big flowing jerseys, you know, even like the gratuitous gunplay, um, like this, like, <laughs> yo, <laughs> this got me hype. Hip firing. <laughs> yeah. He's just hip firing from the hip. <laughs> you know, like classic Philly Damn. spots, like Philly, New York, and DC, like within the first like 30 seconds of the part. Like, like we're just like, yes, this is like everything I grew up loving about skating, especially skating on the East Coast. And it's like, it doesn't feel like he's pillaging. Like it's it's homage, but like it's it, the shit is modern. Yeah. <coughs> I, I wrote a note about that. It's just that he's good. 
he's really good at skating and that's why it works as as homage like mm -hmm. if he were a little less good maybe i'd have more questions but what's he do it uh someone someone called it out in the notes at the the chicago i think it's an art museum spot i forget yeah. the proper name mm -hmm. frontside nautical blasted and then switch hard flip back tail just with that like wonderful precision that some of these really good tech skaters have it was it ruled oh yeah it's just good skating and so and coupled with an essential mop song essentially an mop song it, it all just works yeah and on top of that like if he wasn't as good he'd have like three or four tricks in a homie video um What's the joint that just dropped uh, from DC? Uh, oh yeah, uh, Who Leg. He would have like three or four tricks in there, and it would still be hot. But the fact that he's very, very good justifies an entire part. And like, this is great. Like, this is something for old heads. This is something that the young bucks can enjoy. Like, this is like, this is this is like this is how you like. This is the part that you throw on before you go skate. This is the part that you have on in the shop, and people are just like, "Yo, that's so dope. What is that?" You know, and okay, the skating in the Nike video was great, but this, it's the packaging. It's everything, you know, like no detail was spared. You know, the fits are fire. The music selection is fire. The spots are awesome, you know, and even like the B-roll is ill. Like, again, like there's something really dope about just bikers doing wheelies in the street when there's rap music playing. Yeah, speaking of uh, the fits, where can a guy get those? carpenter jeans like i never see them anywhere are they, they are they like south pole or some shit you just get them at like the local store in the strip mall i don't know like those like, are dope like i think it's, it's worth pointing out like finding like good baggy pants with the correct amount of um of roll up and sag is really really hard oh yeah you, you have to either thrift or vintage and unfortunately because now the 90s is very on trend like all the good stuff is picked over and also there's you have to remember there's people who never stopped wearing their baggy jeans or tall tees so you know i think it's limited stock i think i don't know i mean like the butter joints and the polar big boys are ill but you know they ain't cheap no well if you have the means i highly recommend them because especially the the butter ones if you can find them those are probably the best of that genre of pant oh yeah oh yeah yeah like you should hmm. like uh like don't you know don't skim in my opinion don't skimp but like Yo, carpenter jeans though? That's really hard. Yeah, yeah, he has the whole he runs the whole game. I think he had, he might have had some cargo carpenter jeans or something, like cargo jeans. Those like <laughs> whatever fuck. Or those like and those like thin kind of cargo pants that drawers used to make or alien or whatever. They're like cotton nylon blend or some yeah, 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 unbelievable yeah, yeah. fabric that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it doesn't exist. Yeah, where is he getting this shit? Like drawers? Yo, there must be like <laughs> there's like a strip mall somewhere like the greater Philadelphia area where the guy just has like new old stock Echo Unlimited. Yeah, this out. is this is really interesting for me because the drawers reboot. I saw it a little bit out there, but I don't think they really had the uh, had the stockists out there or something like that. Like see the season skate shop had some of it. Shout out those guys, but. Yeah, this is really interesting for me. Where are these pants coming from? I have a theory. Oh. If, if anyone is going to have access to Deerdick's time machine, Deirdick's seems like it's Kevin Billu. Wait, Deerdick has a time machine? That that's what he's doing with that MTV money? He built a DeLorean? Uh no, this is this is uh this is back to the 90s, Deerdick's time machine. This is pre pre fame. There is an entire soliloquy about how he got the time machine, but um I guess I'll I guess I'll just leave it at that. It it's a possibility. I don't know. Damn. Damn. <laughs> like the weirdest thing is that the weirdest thing is that like there's like we pay such attention to detail to pants. And yet for a couple years, like how do we let like a whole segment of professional skateboarding get away with wearing such awful pants? Such as. I'm talking about them crew jeans, man. And like crew had good jeans, but like when all of a sudden like people started like uh just like wearing really nondescript pants and terrible shoes like it, i guess it was that combination like it's cool that people are obsessing about pants again but how did we let skateboarding cook with such bad pants for so long yeah i think it was just the people that like to jump down stuff like the tech people the tech people kept it moderate i think for the most part yeah i think that whole thing is a little bit overblown 
but yeah, yeah, I mean, your local rippers jumping down stuff and like, you know, borrowing their sister jeans or whatever with a shoelace belt and some big ass uh, Americas or whatever. Yeah. That looked it <laughs> didn't really stand the test of time. No, hell no. And like what's wild is like as somebody who used to buy women's jeans, like it's really, really, really hard. You know, <laughs> it's like it, you were better off basically going vintage or going to like trash and vaudeville and like spending the extra money. And yet, like we let people cook with like bad pants for so long. And like it made for some weird like in retrospect, some of it just like it, it does not work. I don't know. I, you know, similar to like how there's talk about trying to create a January 6th inquiry committee in Congress. I think we need to have like a pants uh, inquiry committee in skateboarding, you know. Where we basically we have people come and give testimony, and we have photos that we get Ken Block from DC and drawers and all them to testify under oath and just be like, "Yo, like, wear all these pants now!" Like, you know, skaters all over the world need to know. America is going to block that that inquiry. <laughs> America, they're going to filibuster. America, <laughs> Tom Brown's going to filibuster. <laughs> not putting it on Don, but yeah, who? Uh, the green tint is gonna is gonna make sure that we never look into whatever never, pants. What what happened to pants? It was like skateboarders all over the world deserve to know what happened to the pants game. The pants were actually good in two thousand four. <laughs> I don't know what everyone's like, complaining yeah. about, but um, but like here's the thing. Like back to Philly. Like Philly, you know, there's something amazing and magical about that city and skateboarding. How you took away Love Park and it's still fire. Muni, there's some sp- some parts of Muni that have recently been skate stopped and yet like it, it continues to I don't know, like is, is this like skateboarding's extension of the pro- of the process? Like the Sixers are riding high right now and like so is Philly. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote I wrote about that a while ago for Quarter Snacks, kind of like comparing the Sixers roster at the time to the Sabotage crew and yeah, it's just that, that Philadelphia, like, that vibe, you know what I mean? Like, we're going to fucking fight for everything. Like, fuck it, you know? It's tight as shit. It's kind of like Iverson. Iverson was, I only saw him play in person once, but when you see when you saw him play in person, he looked, like, so small. He looked, like, half the size of all the other players. And that's just, yeah. like, the Philadelphia spirit, you know? Like, we're the underdogs. We have to fucking fight for everything. You know, fuck it. You're going to have to either put us in jail or just demolish the spot there. That's what it's going to take for these guys to keep, to stop skating. You know what I mean? For the, like with love park, that was the only thing that stopped it. They had to blow it up. <laughs> I mean, speaking, speaking of spots, it's dope. Cause Billy is skating like some obscure kind of Eastern exposure, three places there that, that, um, I don't know. It's got Brown granite, that Tim O'Connor skated. There's a, like a Mike Maldonado line there where he. Oh yeah, the, uh, the federal building. Yeah, Nolly flip, then Wally off the thing. Like there was also that granite spot that, or uh, let's say gray granite spot. The Freddie Gall skates where he does a heel flip like off some gray ledge. Yeah, yeah second yeah. ledge. It was. I, I just like the intentionality of of the part. Again, it's top to bottom. You know, filmed on a VX. And it's filmed by someone who knows how to make a VX look good on the internet. Music. Yeah, yeah. Along those lines, that one spot in Dallas that Kayla Scott state skates in uh, time code, like where he does like the backside nolly up and then the switch backside flip over the uh, bench. That was mm-hmm. you know clearly an homage. You know what I mean? So yeah, that kind of shit. Just yeah, like that was skating. in there. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just skating. What I call it, like heritage spots. You know what I mean? Plus, like For yeah, sure. like the Art Institute. I think there was some Grand Rapids in there a little bit. So yeah, this one had a little more range because he was all over the country, and yet, more so than just it, it was Philly like, area. It was the feel. So okay, then I challenge both of you to this. You got less than a minute. You got a real talk and elevator pitch with somebody from Nike skateboarding, uh, from um, what's their corporate art, corporate marketing, team marketing, uh, sports sports marketing. Okay, just you know sports. you have okay. Look, like I'm Trevor. I'm in sports marketing over at Nike. You got to give me a pitch. What does this video have that the video that we just created does not have? You got to tell me. We spent all this money. We made all these changes. We licensed the music. Mike, Jason, what's 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 so good about this Kevin kid, DGK? It's got to focus. <laughs> I mean, it's it's got a it's got a point to it. Yeah, just music, the music supervision, 
is intentional. Spots are intentional. Has a vibe. Vibes, you know, everyone uses that word. It's kind of hard to pinpoint, but that if you is were what trying, it comes down to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like, like, it, like if you're trying to document a year, like a hell of a year, you couldn't in, like include some more lifestyle footage or something. You know what I mean? Just to give like give it like a narrative feel. I don't know. I, I, not to double back to the Nike video, but put out that like London part as a six minute video and give those dudes the billing they deserve. Same for the Australian kids, same for, you know, the California people. I just think it would have been, I mean, would uh, Grant Taylor skating to Seeger skating street. That would be dope as a standalone part. Yes, absolutely. And two, just two scatter shot. So it's all over. Maybe, the place. maybe that's, that's, that's the changing, you know, that's our changing video taste. Cause you know what? Maybe maybe we're old and we don't have the time to watch a half hour video. I would love to pull the kids at the skate park. I mean, I go ahead. Like for what? Like to take a poll? Like, have you ever sat down and watched a full length skate video I mean, end to end? Like, like, no, you know, when, when you open open a video on your phone and you see that it's. 24 minutes do you roll your eyes like my old ass <laughs> whoa 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 whoa, whoa. We're, we're starting to get into the territory where we might have to start charging as consultants for these types of insights <laughs> you know the game ain't for free <laughs> but like seriously like we could do so a bunch of user interviews at skate parks it's like so tell me about your video taste you know have some setup questions and then ask them about their taste but yo that's a good point and also like a lot of kids like you know you just like chat casually with kids at the skate park and kids i mean goodness just pretty much anyone who's younger than you it's like the teenagers and stuff like they like what they like they don't care they're, they're not caught up in politics and their tastes haven't developed yet but 20 somethings like they all like supreme and polar you know and <laughs> like quasi for some reason yeah <laughs> and then like it, it depends on where you're at like um obviously lots of anti-hero lots of real although real is definitely like a lot more like 25 plus like and when you get to like 30 plus a lot of real boards a lot a lot a lot of like a lot a lot of real boards but like, if you're talking like younger kids, yeah, like I don't, I don't think that they're losing sleep over this, and they're definitely not podcasting about it. They're not even doing like a reaction video on Instagram or or YouTube. They love Isha. They they would have wanted more of him. Exactly. I I think it's criminal that he's not in this video. Even like Antonio Dural, who's sick. Well, you, you know, like like I said before. Yeah, you're right. Isha, Isha's got a new shoe coming out, so he's probably got something in the chamber for that. Something, something, something tune, for, the, for the culture. Tune from the hip. <laughs> yeah, but like, yo, this this Kevin Bill U part was, like, I love the fact that, that this dude is on DGK. He's on DC, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Dog, you're running with it, and it looks good. And, like, looking at, like, Jameer Brown also, like, these guys are reminding us that, like, Philly in Stellar. the summer. Yeah, Philly in the summertime is unstoppable. Like, there's really, really the only other place better is, is New York. And even then, like... I love, I love, love, love like these guys. It's like it's a continuum, right? They they are carrying on tradition, and that is really that's like something that like skateboard actually values. Like we claim to be all rebellious, anti-authoritarian, but we love tradition. Love oh, tradition. we're so conservative in that. Oh yeah, in that reactionary at times, but like it's it's <laughs> ill. I'm just like yo, this dude has baggy pants, baggy pants, rap music, DCs, Philly. <laughs> like he's got I mean, a good nose a, grind. I I was telling my wife tonight like. It's it's getting mad hot in Minnesota right now. It mm-hmm. is uh, is it okay? So it's only eighty right now, but it's nearly ten p.m. It's gonna be ninety for the next week, and that's hot as hell from Minnesota. And that type of heat just makes me want to listen to rap music. And Kevin Billu's part scratched an itch that is just inherent to this time of year. Yes, yes, that camo cargo shorts. Yeah, I'm sure uh, we'd all be stoked to blast some rap music and go skate a plaza with some good ledges. Mm-hmm. It's true. Which brings us to the part of our show when we talk about what we are stoked on. Patrick, what are you stoked on this week? All right, I'm stoked on a lot. Uh, I'm stoked on Spitfire Wheels. I'm sad about the Knicks, but I'm stoked on France beating Wales 3 nothing without even breaking a sweat. Cannot wait for... Uh, Euro Cup to start in a couple weeks' time. Um, and also shout out to my B team in European football, Scotland. And uh, I'm also stoked on Free Skateboard Magazine's latest series. It's called The American Dream, and it follows the immigration stories of international skaters like Mike Manzuri, Jeff Raleigh, 
and uh, Jesus Fernandez. And it just so turns out that this weekend is the one-year anniversary of The Blacklist, which I came up with last year uh, to highlight uh, black-owned skateboard shops, organizations, and media outlets. I'm super hyped at the fact that it's taken on a life of its own and that shop owners have gotten together and started uh, networking and that people are putting money in these businesses' pockets. And, you know, you know, you got to think about it like this. You're an individual. You can only do so much, but it's you're making a brick that's part of a wall. And I think that's important. Uh, Mike, uh, what are you stoked on this week? Um, I'm stoked to hear that the blacklist is one year old. It's been a long year, but uh, here we are. Uh, more mainline stoked. I'm stoked on the nutty New York Times Magazine story by Sam Anderson about Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets. If you haven't read it, it's going to be in the show notes, of course. But it's just kind of this like, did I already say nutty? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Sam Anderson just fucking threw it all at the wall, left everything on the court for this um, profile. I don't know. It, it It's so compelling and weird and wonderful that it makes you think like, could I be a fan of the Brooklyn Nets? No, but the story is still really great. Mm. Uh, I, I would highly recommend it. Uh, even if my skate rat rating suffers because I'm talking about the NBA. <laughs> skate rat rating. Uh, I, I thought I had a secondary stoked on. I'll just say continue to be stoked on the NBA playoffs. Ja Morant, Dame Lillard just got knocked out while we were watching. Uh, yeah, we I was Damn. tracking that out yeah. of the corner of my eye. Yeah, Dame is... Uh, Dame would be your favorite skater, skater, skater. That's like three levels there. That dude is a fantastic athlete. And uh, sorry, he's out of the playoffs like the Nuggets too. That's your live, but will be outdated update by the time this posts. Jason, what are you stoked on? All right. Yeah, I will definitely check out that New York Times Magazine piece. I actually do subscribe, but I pretty much just do the crossword at this point. But <laughs> Yeah, we'll uh, we'll check that out. All right, stoked on venture trucks, uh, Max Geronzi Pro model with the red and blue bushing combination for all you uh, francophiles out there. That's out. Also stoked on a couple other videos. Uh, those boys up in Boston, Eggs affiliated people just came out with a little edit called Club Dragon. If you're into that Boston ledge technician shit, it'll be right in your wheelhouse. Also, Patrick mentioned a uh, friend of the pod and friend in real life. Smalls just came out with another video called Hooleg. This is like the real DC shit. Not like that tour video where, where like people go to Pulaski and then maybe like the welfare banks. This is like the real DC shit with like some of the best, most uh, eclectic music supervision that you'll find anywhere. So definitely shout out Smalls and definitely peep that video. Also stoked on being uh, sober for two months. It's uh, yeah. Working good, feel great. So yeah, hell yeah! Just, Congratulations. Yeah, one, yeah, uh, yeah, think, yeah, yeah, just taking it up one day at a time, I guess. You know, oh, as yeah. I say. <laughs> that's our show for this week. Be sure to check mostlyskateboarding.net for links to things we talked about today and other show notes. Templin always kills it with that. So until next time, you can keep up with us all week online. Mike, where can the people find you? I'm on Twitter and a little bit on Instagram. Haven't posted in a while over there. Gotta get some clips. Uh, the handles are the same for both sites at M Munzenrider. Patrick, where are you on the internet? Yo, you can find me on Twitter at Colonel K Speaks and on Instagram at Pikagongo. Also on Clubhouse at Pikagongo. I was really enjoying um, Israelis Meet Palestinians, uh, which was a room on Clubhouse, which I think just closed up. And my homegirl, Dina, uh, was one of the hosts on that for like a hot one for like days on end. So shout out to the people establishing those one-to-one connections. Jason, where can the people find you on the internet? Yeah, next time you're on Clubhouse, hit me up because I feel weird going to a room all by myself. Being like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, you can find me on the Instagram at Frozen Carbonite, on the Twitter which I'm probably most active on at Carbonite1994 and writing stuff for quartersnext.com. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Be safe, y'all. Peace out. La- later. Hello, my love. I heard this from you. 
like it. The sun doesn't shine.